It's just been a mediocre season. You got great wins followed by absolute abysmal losses. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Bro co-host, Zach. Zach, okay, let's just go to a little tangent about March Madness here, my guy. Uh, Michigan State, um, I know you're a big fan of them, and I know that they had a... They fought really hard, but somehow came out really short. So, uh, thoughts, post game thoughts after that MSU versus uh, UCLA it's, loss. It's sad. Um, uh, heartbroken. I'm not heartbroken. Um, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, honestly. I just blew a 14 point lead, and then it all started to crumble. I mean, I'm just at a loss for words, but. tough way to go out you know but yeah it is now we have to talk about the warriors which is a little uh which is also depressing a little bit so <laughs> ain't we'll that right the truth my that. brother ain't that the truth all right as always to our new listeners welcome we're just two dudes who love the splash bros and we just talk all things warriors and to our current listeners welcome i mean no to our not welcome but <laughs> thank you all for the support we really appreciate it and without further ado, let's get started. All right. So, uh, I think the first game we'll start with, obviously, is probably the best game of this. I mean, it's probably up there with the best game of the season. You have the Lakers game, which was the great game, um, which they came back and won at Staples Center. Um, you had the Clippers game earlier in January. Uh, probably, probably like, 62. Yeah, there's probably three to four games. It's it's not yeah. like a filled season with great wins. But I think the Warriors win against the Jazz. Obviously, the Jazz are one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert go down the line. They're a deep team. And I think the Warriors played their best game of the season. Like I said, I repeat myself a lot. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, um, his trade value is high, Bob Myers. I really consider – Moving him for Bradley Beal, um, as we talked about with Carlos in the last episode. Bradley Beal, man, he looked very good in a Golden State Warriors uniform by next year. And I'm going <laughs> to stick with my statement that he's going to be a Golden State Warrior by the ne- by the start of next year. Um, but I think Andrew Wiggins, easily his best game, 28 points. Um, Steph, obviously. Um Got the dub the birthday his, boy. Yeah, got the dub on his birthday. Um, so I think the Warriors not really giving much analysis here because I think here look I like, think they uh, played Steph's well. Pep talk. Yeah, yeah, they did. I just think they played Steph's pep talk. Yeah, yeah. Remember Steph's remember Steph's pep talk in the Clippers game? Yeah, I think Which, it lo- it like. What was the pep? Remember, talk? it was like the whole um, Steph was like you know mad at the bench or something in the Clippers game at like uh, at like a timeout or something. He was like like kind of like trying to hype them up like they were already down. I feel like it kind of lit a fire under in them, and it did. They delivered. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going back to Thursday's game. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. Right. Because Sunday was the game right after the Clippers game where she yeah. got pissed off at the bench. I mean, that could have yeah. a fire in Andrew Wiggins because it looked like he was mainly yelling at Andrew Wiggins. But um, 
I think the Warriors played well. I think it was easily one of James Wiseman's best games of the year. Yeah, I agree with um, that. I'm not providing much analysis, but I just think uh, Jordan Warriors, Poole. Jordan yeah. Poole. I feel like him um, Jordan Poole. coming back. There we go. Yeah, Jordan, going to the G League, I feel like it did really help him a lot, gaining his gained that confidence. Um, as I said, I'm still a Jordan Poole believer. I texted Zach this, and he uh, put the clown emoji, and I, I said, nah, man. I told I believed him and believed in him. I think there was a couple of receipts in like the earliest episode that I said that, and he's actually delivering. So I'm I'm glad to see that. Um, the thing is though, um, with this team, this is like the potential right here. This is like the best they've looked. Um, I guess the Jazz, obviously. Um, but the thing is, like, you can't have Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre just playing hot potato, whether to see who like who plays well. So. <laughs> every now and then especially so that's my thoughts i guess second unit played pretty well um you got 34 points combined with james and jordan um and thank god that brad wanamaker is not playing i don't want to see him on the court ever in a warriors uniform again unless it's like garbage garbage time so yeah yeah i don't think brad wanamaker is ever coming back in the lineup um i think steve kerr's red warriors twitter um, obviously, he's on there a lot. Um, Probably creating his, a burner. Yeah, writing out his uh, political tweets. I mean, I don't have a problem with Steve Kerr doing this. I'm going off on the sidetrack here, but I think Steve's with how the team's playing, man. We gotta, we gotta stay focused. We gotta stay on the game plan. Come on, Steve. Um, <laughs> but I think we're just easily the Warriors' best win of the year, um, and. Then we were back at it on Monday night against the Lakers, and that was another it bad was... loss for the Warriors. I don't think you could say it was – they've had so many bad losses this year. I think you can just put it back up. You can put it on the stack of bad losses this team has had. Um, I think the game started out fine, and then LeBron Second James – Second unit, baby. And, yeah. Second the, unit. LeBron James and Montrose Harrell came in the game, and Montrose Harrell absolutely bullied Kevon Looney and James Wiseman in the paint. And LeBron knocked down the shots, and that slipped away from the Warriors. Um, Draymond didn't play well, um, and once again, it was all up to Steph. And like we've said in the past, Steph can't single-handedly carry this team. So, and I yeah. think, and I also think the Lakers are. Really good. Such had, a good team. They didn't even have Anthony Davis, yeah. uh, Marcus Saul, and Caruso. You would think that um, a team that without those three, they would probably lose. But if, you know, you got LeBron on your team and you, and you just probably need to have a second playmaker and Dennis Schroeder. Um, I think without Schroeder, I think the Lakers are like, I think they lost five straight without Schroeder. So for the Lakers having that second playmaker to take off that ease off LeBron, the pressure off LeBron. That's what the Warriors have not found yet for Steph, as Steph is like the main ball handler for, besides Draymond, but Draymond can't shoot to save his life. But that's just, you know, the game these days. Like, you've got to capitalize on, um, you know, teams g- getting key injuries. Obviously, you don't want to see injuries, but, you know, you just got to capitalize on some of them. And they didn't capitalize. So, just sad to see. Pretty sad to see. Yeah, and I think – James Wiseman getting bullied in the paint by Montrose Harrell obviously doesn't help him mentally and doesn't help. I 
it gets him to learn, but I think about Wiseman, it's been a tough year for him all around. I think you see the two guys who were drafted in front of him and behind him showing out. Um, as we're recording this on Thursday night, Anthony Edwards dropped 41 points. Lamella Balls. Yeah, Lamella Balls easily the front runner for the rookie of the year. And he's had to go through so much. He had COVID and couldn't play in the preseason. Then he was thrown into the fire and had to start right away. And then he goes down with the wrist injury. And then as we're recording this, um, he's now in the uh, health and safety protocol. Health and safety protocol due to contact tracing is out for seven days along with Eric Pascal. So it's just, it's just been so many obstacles for him. So many obstacles for him. But tough, tough. Know, yeah, he, he's going to, you know, he's going to bounce back, but it's just, just kind of tough to see how, like, you know, you feel like you, you know, feel like you're trying to gain track, like tra- gain traction in like in his start. It's just, he always keeps hitting that wall whenever he feels like, you know, he starts feeling to break out. Well, I don't know if he is breaking out because Steve Kerr isn't letting him break out. So <laughs> I don't know, but um, moving on from the Lakers um, to a Warrior, I mean a Rockets team who has lost 17 straight so far. Um, you would say that the Warriors should take care of business, win this game, and move on to Memphis. Um, and they did. They did so. Um, they won 108 to 94. Um, but the thing is, um, you know, I think the fourth quarter, the the second half, they kind of um, let off the gas pedal a little bit. Obviously, Steph went down uh, with a tailbone contusion in the end of the third. But, um, you know, we hope Steph is fine. Um, I think he'll be fine. But uh, one is Jordan Poole again. And I've been loving what he's been doing so far. He got 6 out of 11 on three, I think, his career high. So I'm just loving what Jordan Poole um, is going to bring to this team. I feel like he's better as a primary ball handler than an off-ball kind of guy like Clay. But, you know, Steve Kerr just likes to play him like Clay. So I don't know what Steve Kerr. It's just stubborn. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's just a good win to get back on track. Yeah. Um, I think if they lost to a Houston team that's lost 17 straight, there would be a lot of well, – first of all, Warriors Twitter would – Riot and go and be extremely angry. Um, and I think there would have been a lot of pointing fingers if they would have lost that game, but I think it was a good bounce back game. Um, I think main takeaway, you have Steph going out early with a tailbone contusion and he won't play Friday against Memphis and most likely if it since it's a back-to-back Saturday against Memphis um, and I think if they lose both of those games, they're now under 500, I believe. So I, th- they could win one. Let's yeah. be hopeful. They, they, they their main goal, one. their main goal is to at least win one. If Steph is not playing at least win one, but yeah. you know, you can't win a game. If you're giving up 40 free throws and you're fouling 26 times a game, like, the Rockets missed 29 free throws. No, 19. My apologies. 19 free throws. And, you know, a really good team wouldn't be missing those free throws. So, um, obviously, this problem with this team is fouling. And I'm like, 
every like other play, Zach, I'm here. I'm here, I'm just hearing whistles called by on Warriors players. I'm like, yo, you gotta stop reaching and stop gambling on like certain passes. Yeah, you might get them like probably 60, 50 to 60 percent of the time, but like don't take that gamble every single time. That's like the thing. They get killed when they gamble a lot. So um over just great win. And um you know, hope they carry the momentum the momentum uh moving forward. Yeah. I think the what is it? The Warriors definition of this season is that they've beaten the bad teams and they've been mediocre against the strong teams in the West and just around the NBA. Um, they've beaten the Lakers once, they've beaten the Clippers once, they've beaten the Heat. Um, I mean, I can consider the Heat a pretty good basketball team. I think they're starting to... Yeah, they're starting to gel now. Yeah. They look really good. Um, but the thing is about those Laker games, like it's like, and the Heat game, I, I don't know if the Heat came, they had to have to come back. I'm not sure. But that, those Laker games, they had to come back down 20 plus and... Um, you know, you can't be down 20 and expect to come back every single game. It might happen once in a while, but you know, you shouldn't be expecting that from Steph, obviously. Yeah, he can do it. But if you're down 20 against an LA team in the playoffs, just wrap it up and go to the next game. Cause you're not coming back against any of these LA teams. Well, unless if you're Denver last year, then yeah, but you can't go down 20 and expect to come back every single time. That's just the thing. Regular season, great. Playoff time, that's probably over. Exactly. And who knows if this team is making the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, there's so many winnable games, but the Warriors have thrown a lot of winnable games away during this year. So we'll just have to wait and see what the Warriors do as the trade deadline is a week away and how the Warriors will perform the rest of the year. Um, and who knows if they'll make a move. Bob yeah. Meyer says that they'll be listening to calls and who knows what Big Bob is going to do. Bradley I want to point, I want to point out something, Zach. I want to point out something. Um, I don't know if I said this, but I think um, after the Lakers game, I think this was the 10th time they've lost by more than 20. Um, yeah, probably two of those losses were like 19 and 18, but they were mostly down like 20, 20 plus ish the entire game. I think um, a couple of those teams just kind of let off the gas pedal. I'm just starting to like, see like, you know, like once this team is like down like five or 10, like it's over, it's over sometimes (laughs) they just lose. Like they like checked out mentally. Um, I don't know. I, sometimes Steph kind of does it too, but like when they are down 10, like Steph kind of checks out a little bit sometimes and understandably so. Cause you know, um, he has to carry this um, mediocre team, you know? <laughs> and I see on Twitter, like Steph went from Dame LeBron and others to go to Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. So <laughs> yeah, it's just really frustrating to see sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Trade, trade talk, maybe? Oh, yeah. Just we'll see what the Warriors do. Um, 
Bradley Beal, question mark, who knows? Um, Victor Oladipo has been rumored with the Warriors. Um, Rockets have a steep price for him for some reason, which makes no complete sense whatsoever because Victor Oladipo is in a contract year and they apparently want a first-round pick and some sort of top young player like James Wiseman. That's not. What Bob Meyer should do is he should say, shut the hell up and drop the phone and hang up on him because that's not going to happen. And I think the Warriors said that was a little too steep and that they're not going to go for that, which I'm, I mean, they said, I think they said like, you know, the only way they were going to part ways with um, the Minnesota pick and, or James Wiseman was like a generational talent, like Giannis or Embiid. Um, they're really, many times, so. yeah, they're really, there really isn't like that kind of market out there that would, that would you know consider taking those assets yeah i don't think even with bradley beal they'd be willing to trade james wiseman i think they'd be willing to trade picks and like andrew wiggins eric pascal um they just love james wiseman uh andrew wiggins eric pascal alan smilage each and then two first round picks that they may try to trade that for andrew for bradley beal but i don't think they would ever be willing to part ways with wiseman to get Bradley Beal, which has uh, been rumored around the league that the Warriors are high on Bradley Beal and trying to get him. Yeah. Some other I know. Bread. I feel like like the Warriors' moves are just kind of a little limited because I guess cap space, you have to think cap space. Um, a lot of these guys, if they get them, they may only be rentals. Um, like one-year rentals. Like yeah, people are yeah. – that people are t- talking Lonzo Ball, but he's going to be a free agent this summer. And <laughs> you saw LeVar Ball. He does not like Steve Kerr. So um, if <laughs> if you want to touch on that LeVar Ball stuff, if you want to go ahead, my yeah, brother. Yeah, LeVar Ball just doesn't like Steve Kerr, plain and simple. That's all that really needs to be said. So um, knowing Steve Kerr with how she's been here for five years, if you think, or not seven Six, years seven-ish, now. yeah. So Warriors fans, if when you're listening – you know, Steve Kerr has been the five straight finals. He's won three championships as a coach, and he most likely has a high position in the front office with Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, rest of the staff. So he'll probably give his advice. And if Bob Myers asked, oh, should we get Lonzo Ball? Steve Kerr will probably say no because he doesn't want to get a slander session on ESPN radio from LeVar Ball. That's just my thoughts on it. But, yeah, like Ethan said, I think – if the Warriors are trying to trade for a big talent to help them in this window that they have, I honestly could see it during the off season. Yeah. I think. I think they're just going to ride it with yeah. Ubre. I don't know. I think, they're just going to ride it with Ubre and just let him walk. Cause I feel like, I feel like Ubre's asking price. I saw something on Twitter like maybe Ubre's asking like, price yeah, is like three, three years for 60, 60 million. Yeah. Yeah. Million. That's, that's, that's too steep. Yeah, yeah, you can walk. You can walk, Kelly. I would walk. see I would see them do three years to thirty million, ten million. I, I was, that's reasonable for him to stay, do you I, think? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like ten is reasonable. Cause like you wouldn't want to pay someone twenty million just to come off the bench. You wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't know if they have Kelly's bird rights, but um I feel like they're just gonna stick with him for the whole season because I feel like it would be kind of hard to 
get trade someone halfway into the season and expect them to know the offense right away. We saw Kelly struggle for like two months trying to adjust to the system. So I don't think the Warriors are really want to do that when they trade for someone. They try, probably might just stick it out. Um, I don't know. I feel like the probability, Zach, of the Warriors making a move is probably like 25%. I don't know. It's just I, I feel like they're not going to do anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, I think if they're going to trade for a guy that's a huge talent like Bradley Beal or Zach Levine, if the Bulls are willing to part ways, it's going to be in the off season. Cause I think, I don't think Bradley Beal is an upcoming free agent, but I think he's like three, four years on his contract. Yeah, I so, think probably, they will most likely do that in the offseason when the new league year starts, probably. And I yeah, and I think more than likely Andrew Wiggins will get dealt with if they end up doing that. Yeah, I have no idea what the front office consent consensus is on Wiggins. I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like a seesaw. I think I've said this before. Like it's a seesaw between Kelly and Andrew, you know, one day we love him. One day we hate either one of them. So it's just, who's going to bring out the best trade value? I guess that's a conversation at this point. Who brings out the best trade value from, bro- from either one of them? Cause yeah, like, and I think, th- yeah. So, sorry. Um, sorry to cut you I off. Do you yeah, think- I don't know who's going to bring out the best trade value. Yeah. But, um, do you, I, I think we had this discussion. I think we know we probably say like Kelly's probably better for this team than Andrew. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew, but <laughs> we, I've from the past few months, I like Kelly more than Andrew, even though I love Andrew's defense. I think Kelly brings that energy as we've said before. So we just got to have to see, but I have no idea how this is going to play out. I really don't know. So we just kind of have to wait and see. And, the trade deadline is what a week away. So we probably might be seeing some big moves probably the day before, probably on Wednesday or Thursday morning or something like that. Who knows? Might get to see some blockbuster trades or something like that. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. And I think the front office has some decisions to make. I think it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to make some sort of Huge move. Steph Curry is entering in a expiring contract year. He will most likely be offered a lot of money by the front office for three to four years. And I think he won't want to go through a year like this ever again with how well he's been playing and how, excuse my language, how shitty this team is. I think he won't ever want to go through this again. And I think the front office needs to make a decision. You going to be like the Spurs and try to play the long game and try to develop rookies while you're doing this, or are you going to go all in? And I think for the best interest of Steph Curry, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, you go all in and get a guy like Bradley Beal. That's just my opinion, but I know we've talked about this so many times, but it needs to be said again that the, Warriors front office has a big decision to make and this year's a wash and yeah I think we just owe it yeah. to that we I like we I, we just owe it to Steph just to be competitive this year like 
I don't mind. I don't mind that you know we go out on a first round exit. I don't mind that at all. Of course, you would want your team to win, but you know you gotta have to hinder your expectations, our expectations a little bit. That you know we're not obviously we're not gonna win at all. But you know, just owe it to Steph just to be competitive. And you know, first round exit or or not, it's fine. But you know, at least make the playoffs. Like we're just you know, like especially with the deep. West, we know it's deep, you know, probably there are 10 teams in the West that can make the playoffs, but you just kind of have to owe it to Steph just to be competitive. That's just, that's just the the main story here. So exactly. Yeah. You just can't, can't do that to Steph. Like Steph, like he was out for five, he was out the whole season last year and he saw like how bad this team is and he does not want to do that again. Make the playoffs, that's probably a win, honestly, in my opinion. They make the playoffs and you know they probably steal a couple games. Um, if they win, if they win first round, that's probably a win for the season, honestly. That's just probably the ceiling for this team. So yeah. Exactly. I think just gotta go all in. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> like a poker table. It's like, you know, it's one on one. You know, winner takes all. You just kind of have to go all in sometimes. All right. And I think that will conclude episode number 26, I believe, of the Catching Dubs podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow us on our socials, on Twitter at Catching Dubs Pod, and on Twitter or Instagram at Dubs Pod. Make sure... You watch some March Madness this weekend and watch the Warriors on Friday and Saturday as they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. And we appreciate all of you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Quick question, but, you know, right now, who do you, who do you think is going to win March Madness? I got Gonzaga going all the way undefeated for the first time since 1976. I agree with that, too. Thanks, everyone. See you all later.